My entitled manager is up for the same job as me, but he is an absolute menace to the office and has done many things that would absolutely get anyone else fired. So I decide to get some revenge, and as a result, I get him fired, as well as blacklisted from my field of work. Here's what happened. So for a bit of backstory, I'm a 25-year-old male, and I work in the IT department for my company. Our IT department branches out into six smaller departments, and each of these has their own boss, and the bosses of all these departments answer directly to the director of the IT department. A couple of weeks ago, I was called into the director's office when I came into work. She is an incredible person and mentor who I honestly really look up to. She told me that she had some good news and bad news. The bad news was that she was offered another job at a much larger company as the IT director at one of their branches in Chicago, so she would be leaving in a couple of months. But the good news was that the position of IT director at our company was open, and given my performance and reputation around the office, my immediate boss, who is the head of computer system analysis, had put my name in for consideration for the job. Each of the six department bosses in IT had to put one name in for consideration. So I have at least five other people who are competing for this job, plus any potential outside hires. After our little chat, I weighed the pros and cons of the job, if I get it, and I decided to just go for it. I might have a pretty good shot at getting the job, since I would consider myself a fairly likable person, as well as being a hard worker and fairly good at my job. But there are others who are also very good candidates, and I'd still be okay if I didn't get the job. It's an honor just to be considered. Now, let me tell you about the target of my revenge. For the sake of the story, we'll call this guy Gabe. Gabe is not his real name. As the head of technical support, Gabe had the power to recommend anyone in his department for the position. But instead of picking anyone else, he picked himself. Now, I already knew him and what he was like, because a year ago, I also worked in tech support for a short time. I was originally hired to be in the computer system analysis department, but I volunteered to help out in tech support, since we were a bit short-staffed at the time. Gabe is an obnoxious, self-absorbed, arrogant, and uptight jerk who doesn't listen to anyone who he feels is beneath him. He's either in his late 30s or early 40s, but either way, he has at least 10 years on me. He's a little on the chubby side, he's got a receding hair line and a neck beard. All he needs to achieve his final form is a fedora. Back when I worked for him, he gave me a lot of garbage for so many little things. From not filling out repair tickets right, to completing a repair slightly out of order, he always had something to complain about. But other than that, he seemed fine to me. To be honest, I probably wouldn't have done what I did, or gone as far as I did, if he didn't do something that absolutely blew my mind. Here's what he did. I was just doing my work and minding my own business as one does, and when I stood up to go refill my water bottle at the water fountain, guess who follows me? If you said Gabe, well, congratulations, you're right. Gabe walks up to me while I'm filling up my bottle and starts a conversation. He walks up and asks me how I'm doing. Immediately, though, I knew something was wrong. He's never this friendly, but I had no easy way out of this, so I just rolled with it. I said to him, oh, hey, Gabe, I'm good. How are you doing? He interrupts me and says, so I heard that your name was put in for the director's job. I said to him, yeah, I'm really excited to interview. It's an honor even to be considered. At this point, Gabe just laughs and puts on his normal expression of smug and gassy. Gabe says, listen to me, if you think they're gonna pick you, a lazy new kid who can't even write a repair ticket correctly over me, a team manager who's had 15 years with this company, then you're out of your mind. When he said this, I was shocked. I could not believe that those were actual words that a co-worker, much less a co-worker with a higher position, actually 
literally said to my face. I said to him, wait, what's your problem? Why would you say that? I did nothing but good work for you last year and you know it. Gabe looked at me and said, it was mediocre at best. When I become the IT director, I'm going to crack the whip. Why anyone would think that you are a worthy candidate for one of the highest positions in the company is beyond me. So I'll make sure my new department heads have much better judgment. He then walked away smugly and I just stood there, both shocked and honestly quite hurt. The only part he got right was that I was relatively new, being there only for about two years. But I also realized in that moment that I couldn't let this kind of person be the director. But again, I'm just a kid to them. So what could I do? So that's when I started to plan my revenge. That same day, I went down to the building's cafeteria to take my lunch break with my girlfriend. She works in the marketing department. I told her about the promotion and what happened with Gabe. She made me feel better by talking me down and was super nice about all of it. But what happened next was even better. A few of my friends from IT walked by and they congratulated me as well as sat down. A couple of them are from tech support and the rest are from other departments. My girlfriend was so welcoming of them and this basically became a small party. We talked and then I told them about what happened with Gabe. The ones in tech support all groaned and surprisingly so did the rest of them. I was intrigued and I asked them to elaborate and all of them have their own story involving Gabe. It turns out that his usual condescending remarks aren't the worst of it. They had stories about him ripping into an intern for not getting his coffee order right. One story about him making some awful remarks about an HR representative and one of them had a couple of recordings of awful, really creepy comments that he made towards the female department heads in IT. And he's even come to work intoxicated on multiple occasions. Although that last part really wasn't news to me since he reeked of alcohol frequently. Now at this point you're probably asking the same question my girlfriend asked. Why don't you tell somebody? Well, here's why. Our communication policy is kind of awful in IT. Rather than report a dispute or an issue immediately to HR or the director, we have to give it to our immediate supervisor, which in this case would be Gabe for a lot of them. And do you really think Gabe's going to rat himself out to the director? As much as I love my boss and think that she's doing a wonderful job, that's the one policy that she has that I don't agree with. At this point, we all kind of bonded over our mutual hatred for Gabe. We had all agreed that Gabe would be an absolutely terrible boss and we needed to stop him. We were the Avengers and this was our endgame. And then my genius girlfriend said something that I couldn't believe I didn't figure out sooner. She said, you know, this time next week, you're going to be face to face with a CEO, an HR rep, and your director for the interview. That's your opening. You can air out all of his dirty laundry right there. The rest of our faces lit up. We collectively realized this opportunity and we were all ecstatic. This was our chance and we weren't going to waste it. Gabe is a terrible human being and would be an even worse director. He simply had to go. But first, I would need some proof. So that's exactly what I got. Along with rewriting my resume and brushing up on my interview skills, I spent the next week being something of an investigative journalist. I asked my previously mentioned co-worker to email me those recordings that he had of Gabe's really awful comments, which by the way, were absolutely sickening to hear. We also spent time interviewing members of the tech support team, as well as some of the other department heads. Almost everyone had some form of bad experience with him, ranging from unprofessional to downright abusive behavior. The head of web development even said that she has always felt uncomfortable whenever they are alone in a room together. By the time I was done, I had three voice recordings of Gabe, four pages of quotes from people around the office, and stories I had originally heard at lunch that day when we began planning. I really wanted to prove his whole day drinking 
fucking thing. But I was afraid that going that far might cost me my job. But what I wanted to do was sneak into his office, open his drawers, and hopefully find empty liquor bottles or something to that effect. But what I had would just have to suffice. Then the day finally came. We were definitely in the endgame now. I showed up to work the day of the interviews in my finest suit. I had my resume and literally pages of evidence to make my case. I walked into the office and saw my competition, along with a bunch of other people who I didn't recognize. Those must have been the outside hires. I was getting pretty nervous, especially when I saw the interview committee in the conference room through the glass walls. The CEO, my director, and an HR rep. I took a few deep breaths, checked when my turn was coming up, and then I sat down to do my work, just waiting to make my move. A few of my co-workers came by my desk to wish me good luck, and that made me feel a lot better about it. I waited and waited for my turn, and then saw Gabe walking up to me from the conference room. So that means his interview must have just finished. I pulled out my phone and went to voice memos and began recording, just in case I got anything more out of him. And oh boy, you better believe I did. I say to him, what's up Gabe? How was your interview? Gabe looks at me and says, great, obviously. The job is as good as mine. You might as well not even try. I say to him, I'm still going to try my best. Who knows? I might even get it. Gabe said to me, yeah, keep dreaming. He starts to get up in my face at this point and I can smell his lunch on his breath. Way too many onions. He then starts hissing at me. Gabe says, you're absolute trash kid. They're not going to pick a kid with two years of experience with an undergrad degree over me. I've been at this company for far too long and I got my undergrad and my master's from Princeton. Don't think for a second that you have the upper hand. You're nothing to me. I held my breath while he ranted and then he walked away to go talk to another one of my co-workers who had already had their interview. My co-workers around me just looked at me both shocked and confused once he walked away. I grabbed my phone, stopped the recording, and then I played it back. That was it. That was the final piece I needed. I waited for a couple more interviews to finish until they finally came in. I grabbed my bag and my phone and walked right into the conference room. As I walked, I could feel the eyes of some of the co-workers on me. They knew my plan, and I think they were counting on me to pull this one off. Once inside, we all shook hands and exchanged formalities before sitting down and letting the interview begin. Not all of it is relative to the story, so let me just skip to the end. The CEO says, well, given the amount of internships you've done and how much time you've been at the company, you may just have a good chance. However, we just interview people with almost triple your experience. How do you stand out from the rest? I then said to him, well, if I became the new director, I already have some ideas for policies I'd like to put in place. The director perks up and says, oh, really? Would you care to give us an example? I said to them, well, don't get me wrong. I believe that you have done an amazing job as director of this department, but there are some things I think we can improve upon. For instance, our policy when it comes to HR. The HR rep chimes in and says, well, could you elaborate on that, please? I said to them, certainly. In the IT department, when we have any disputes or grievances to settle, we need to report them to our direct supervisor. Not the director, but the lowest department heads. My goal is to streamline communication so workers can report issues directly to the director or go straight to HR. The director then said, all right, but can you tell us why the current policy is an issue? At this point, I started smiling. This is it. This was my opening. I say to them, well, funny that you should ask. Recently, I had heard stories from a bunch of my co-workers about our head of tech support by the name of Gabe. He's been very rude to his staff and to others on multiple occasions. In fact, I think unprofessional is a bit of an understatement from the stories that I've been hearing. Right then, I reached into my bag and pulled out the long list of stories and quotes that I had gathered from the 
past week and handed them to the CEO. I said to them, I care about my co-workers, so I did some digging. I really feel like this is something that you need to see. I watched as the search committee read the quotes and stories. I watched as their expressions turned to shock and disgust, which I totally get. I felt the same way when I heard of all of this. The HR rep said, this is a conflict of interest. From what I know, Gabe is also your competition for this position. How do we know that these stories aren't fabricated so that you can get some kind of advantage? Because offenses like these could result in immediate termination. I hope you have a way to prove these very serious accusations. So I responded by saying, I had a feeling that you might say that. You are free to interview any of the people I quoted, but I can just save you some time and show you this. I pulled out my phone and opened up the emails that my coworker had sent me, and all four of us listened to this neckbeard's disgusting and unsettling quotes. But I wasn't done there. I also pulled up the most recent one. The conversation between me and him. My director just looked down at her desk, and then they looked at each other. I was the one to break the silence. I said to them, I'm sorry you had to hear all of this. The CEO then said, could you please email those recordings to me? I would like to address this immediately. I responded by saying, absolutely, of course. You are free to keep those papers as well. I forwarded the email to him along with my recordings. The director thanked me for this information, and they said they'll let me know about their decision when the time comes. I thanked them for their time, I shook everyone's hand again, and that's when the HR rep spoke up. They said, could you please ask Gabe to come back in? I would like to address this immediately as well. And at this point, I was so happy. I said to them, I would be happy to. I leave the room and notice my friends in tech support just staring at me. My girlfriend was also sitting at my desk, since we planned on going out for lunch after my interview. I didn't want to give anything away, so I kept a straight face and walked past them towards Gabe's office. I walked in and sighed. The interview committee wants to see you again. Gabe just looked up from his computer and gave me a cocky smile, as if to say, I told you so. He got up and pushed past me towards the door. I followed behind him towards the conference room, and we parted ways when he went in, and I walked towards my desk. I wanted to see exactly what happened. I watched what unfolded through the glass walls, and I saw Gabe's face turn white, and his expression turned from smug to terrified. He turned his head to me, and I had this delightful grin on my face. I just waved and then left the office with my girlfriend to have a nice lunch. When it comes to the aftermath, I honestly was feeling pretty good about the whole day. I got my revenge. I did fairly well in the job interview, and I had an amazing chicken parmesan for lunch that day. I felt so good that I decided to take the rest of the day off. I went to the zoo, saw a really cute koala bear, and the next day I came to work, dressed down since the interviews were over, and then patiently waited for the committee to make their decision. When I walked into the lobby of the building, my two friends from tech support ran over and trapped me in a bear hug. I said to them, well, this is new. What's this for? One of the friends said, you did it. And I said to them, wait, I got the job? But my friend said, no, we wouldn't know if you did or didn't. We're talking about Gabe. I then asked if I stopped him from getting the job. But my other friend said, oh, you did a lot more than that. But you'll have to just see it for yourself. Both of them dragged me towards the elevator to go up to the IT floor. When we got there, they dragged me through the main office and towards Gabe's office. When we got in, all I found was an empty room with a desk in the middle of it. My jaw dropped. Apparently, I collected so much evidence for Gabe's misbehavior. Not only did I eliminate him for getting the position of the director's job, but he was also fired from the company and potentially blacklisted since everything I submitted for evidence against him was put on his permanent file. Now, I'm not sure if he was blacklisted or not, since I'm not entirely sure how that works, but he's definitely gone for good. I asked them about the details of what happened after I left. They told me that Gabe was 
so mad, probably at me, that his face was bright red. After he left the conference room, he spent the rest of the day packing up and drinking in his office. So I guess my day drinking theory held up. He left in shame and we won't see him ever again. And honestly, I'm so excited. Gabe was gone and it felt like the office was a brighter place. People were so excited that a few people outside the tech support department brought in a bunch of desserts. From cheesecake to brownies, they were delicious. But I think what made them taste much better was that I did something to cause this rush of joy. I think the best part of this whole thing is that only a couple of people knew that I had something to do with this. The rest of them were totally clueless. I'm not the protector that IT wants, but I am the protector that IT needs. In hindsight, I don't know what would have been more satisfying. Doing what I did or getting the job fair and square and firing Gabe. But if there's one thing I've learned in life, you will do things that you are proud of that you enjoy and you will do things that you're not so proud of but will really enjoy. And you know what? I am both very proud of this and I really, really enjoyed this. This might come back later to bite me in the butt, but for right now, I think I'll just enjoy it. But now the director has to pick a new head of tech support. Either that or she'll give that job up to the next director. It's been almost a few days since the interviews and we're still waiting for the results. Even if I don't get the job, I still gain something from this. I have a better bond with my coworkers, and I got rid of this jerk in my office. So what's the moral of the story? Don't shoot an unfamiliar gun because you don't know how strong the kickback's gonna be. The original poster really did everything they could to take down this guy. I mean, seriously, this Gabe guy was just a menace. He was treating everybody like garbage and he was doing all this horrible stuff at the expense of his co-workers. Like, there's really no good excuse for treating your co-workers like that. So honestly, good for the original poster for getting that well-deserved revenge. Because based on what you've described, Gabe absolutely had that coming. And his actions absolutely deserve to have the consequences. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My friends are going away on their honeymoon for a month and have left me and my friends to take care of their place and their dog while they're away. But their place is disgusting and I honestly am so grossed out, I now seriously don't know what to do. My dear friend and her husband are on their honeymoon for a month and asked some of their friends to pet sit for free while they were away. And we agreed so that they could enjoy their trip. But the expectations and the conditions of their apartment are ridiculous, especially for a favor. I have to stay at their place because my landlord doesn't allow dogs. When I arrived, their apartment was absolutely filthy. This is one of my best friends, so I know she can be a little messy, but she and her husband always clean before guests. I didn't expect the apartment to be this gross when people were coming to help them out. There was literally food rotting in the fridge, piles of stuff everywhere, clumps of hair all over the bathroom, trash in the trash cans. They didn't strip the bed before they left. Instead, they left piles of mismatched sheets on their dirty floor, one for each friend who's staying over. When I grabbed my pile, it didn't smell clean, and there's no washer or dryer here, so I ended up buying new sheets. Also, I found a roach. I cleaned the fridge and took out the trash, but this apartment needs a deep clean, and that's way beyond what I'm willing to do for my friends. I'm the first person to stay, and I feel like I need to warn everyone else about the conditions. The pet sitting document my friend sent was two pages long. One of my tasks was picking the dog and all of his stuff, including his giant crate, up from a kennel an hour away in the middle of my workday. I had no idea I'd have to do that when I agreed to help them out. On top of that, they keep texting me with additional requests. I have no problem helping my friends while they enjoy their trip. I've pet sat for other friends, and it's been fine, but these two are treating me like hired help, but 
only worse. I can't imagine them leaving their house this way if strangers were coming to stay. I briefly mentioned some of the issues to them, but don't feel like getting into it over text messaging or disrupting their honeymoon. Obviously, I'll be talking to them about the situation when they get back because boy oh boy are they taking advantage of their friends. I get it. They're tired and overwhelmed from planning a wedding and honeymoon, but properly handling pet care should have been at the top of their list while planning. Weddings don't mean that you need to be disrespectful to the people and pets that you love. So honestly, I'm just really grossed out and I seriously don't know what to do. If I was in your shoes, there's no way I would put up with that. That would literally be the first and last time I help them out. Like I'm all about helping friends out and being there for them and all of that good stuff. But if that means I have to deal with literally roaches and all this dirty stuff all over the place, then that in my opinion is unacceptable. And these people should have cleaned up after themselves if they expect me to have any kind of stay in their home. So honestly, that's what I would do if I was in your shoes. Because there is no way I would want to stay in that environment. Especially if they're going to be that negligent towards everybody else helping them out. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.